Welcome to Tropeful, a weekly look at how trope influences our understanding of our texts. I'm Cantor David Reinwald, and this week, we look at the second portion in the book of Leviticus. This is Parashat Sav. Now I have some good and bad news. This portion has my favorite trope in it, the Shal Shalit. But... This is the fourth and final shall shell it in the entire Torah. So let's celebrate it this week. There aren't any shall shell its in Numbers or Deuteronomy. And for that matter, what is the plural of shall shell it? Shall shell it tote? Shall shell If you know, leave me a comment in Hebrew. I want to take a short moment also to apologize for the technical snafu last week. The podcast was all up on the website, and I had gone back to fix something minor and little to my knowledge. The audio track disappeared from the website. When that happened, it was not available to anyone, and I was not back at my computer until after Shabbat ended to get it posted. I hope some of you were still able to listen. I know that sometimes it feels like after the portion has passed, you just want to move on to the next portion, so I know how that goes. Sometimes, though, I've picked up some wonderful knowledge when I went back to a previous portion. I do this sometimes with my favorite URJs, on the other hand, 10 Minutes of Torah podcast, When I've not listened to the podcast in the prior week, I will go back to it and listen, and I will say nine times out of ten, I am still very enlightened. So this week, I am only going to zero in on the Shalshalit. It's all about the Shalshalit. Will all the single Shalshalits please stand up? Both last week's portion and this week's portion deal exclusively with sacrifices. It is a lot to take in. However, this week, I feel it comes to light why there is a great deal of focus on this. This is particularly refreshing for me since I was kind of grossed out by last week's portion. Let's look at where we find the great Shalshelet trope. It is found in chapter 8, verse 23, on the word Vayishchat. Vayishchat. The very first word in the verse, which is then followed by a mafsik, by a pause. The word's all by itself. The word Vayishchat means that the ram was slaughtered. Okay, it's getting a little gruesome again. But this ram is the ram of ordination as Moses is ordaining his brother Aaron into the role of the high priest. Now we can see what's going on here. Of course, the sacrificial rite was the center activity of the tabernacle, and eventually it would carry over into the first and second temples. Everything revolved around that for the Israelites. And Aaron is now being elevated into a new role, and this role will very much define him as he goes forward throughout the rest of the Torah. It gives him a very independent and separate role from that of his brother. And we see it is Moses as the one empowering him and bringing him into this position, now literally anointing him, not with oil, as we've seen in the past, but with blood, blood from the sacrifice sacrifices that he, as the high priest, will oversee, and ultimately the one 
who inherits Moses' intimate experiences with God, it's Aaron, because he is the one who now enters into the Holy of Holies, and he's the only one who can take on this action. So, with the chanting of this final Shalshelet, we venture into a new era for the Israelites. This is the era of the sacrificial cult, beginning at this point, and lasting for likely close to 2,000 years. It's amazing to think that for 2,000 years, this was the ritual that defined our people. And it explains why today, the names of all these sacrifices became terms which we now associate with different elements of our prayer. We see them in the Amidah. We see them in our Mincha service, our afternoon service. Mincha was the grain sacrifice that you may have seen last week. We see other elements of this sort in this portion as well. Toward the end of the portion, we hear again of the garments that the priest wore, almost all now which refer to the names of dressings on the Torah. And while the ordination ceremony has thankfully changed quite dramatically, it is now the term for the ceremony in which we bring rabbis and cantors into their calling. Shalshelet means chain, and in this last of the portions containing this amazing trope, we can see that there is certainly a chain of tradition which has carried forth such tradition and changed it, often rather dramatically, yet we still retain the link to our ancient tradition often through the words we hold on to, the tradition is there every time we pray, and it's seen in those words that we speak and, of course, chant. So until next time, be tropeful.